it's going to be hard to get B-roll because we've been spending days wasting our B-roll just with each other, <laughs> not even recording it. <laughs> yeah, I have a serious refractory period <laughs> with my B-roll. <laughs> you say B-roll or P-roll? <laughs> oh. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And we are staring each other directly in the eye holes. In a tub. <laughs> in a tub. <laughs> There's no water in it. We're bone dry. Well, there may not be water, but I'm not oh, dry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. My bone's not dry. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, we are in the same room, even, because I came to Portland to go to PodCon. And I also came to Portland to live here. To live there. <laughs> and I think you're wearing a shirt that I gave you years ago. No, you didn't. Didn't I? I got rid of all those shirts. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oh. Don't take it personally. Oh, no. <laughs> we were differently shaped back then. Yeah. Are we different? Well, less differently Then now. we were. <laughs> we're probably, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's the regression to the mean, I think, is what they call that. Um, yeah, so we, we are recording together, uh, and we're getting to look at each other, and it's a very interesting energy. I like it. It's easier to, like, time things and not step on each other's bits, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if you hear us stepping on each other's bits, it's on purpose. It's definitely on purpose. <laughs> Just stomping around on each other's bits. Uh, so, what are we talking about today, Cameron? South of heaven, Tom Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write out an entire parody? Are you weird, weird alling this whole song? No, I looked up uh, Country Roads, but unfortunately I spelled it without the O because I'm using my tablet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's sexist. I know, but it was on accident. <laughs> Intentions are the only thing that matters. That's true. That's what I always say. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about South of Heaven by Slayer, 1988, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. 88. 88. Whew, I'm getting some major um, IC, ICP vibes from this. Um, this album is a moralizing album. It really it reminds me of ICP starting off, starting off as like very amoral and like celebrating evil, evil as sort of a cleansing force, mm -hmm. you know, which I really appreciated the nuance of that. And then yeah. later on in their discography, they just started just straight up moralizing. Mm -hmm. uh, and this album is that. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't read the lyrics quite as closely as Cameron did, I think, because I was also little bit busy with other stuff yeah um, you were doing all the busy work yeah getting sound samples um but interesting but yeah I, I kind of appreciated that because a it means that their songs are about something that is true yeah and b it generally um pandered to my uh confirmed assumptions and uh what's that uh confirmation bias yeah, yeah. i i think for me as well um you know there's a lot of songs about war mm -hmm. and there's one huh what is it good for? <laughs> songs. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely songs. <laughs> um, True. Yeah. Ghosts also. There's a lot of, you know, like the plight of the soldier, um, which I appreciate, mm -hmm. um, and uh, about the draft and things like that, which seems maybe a little dated even for 1988. Yeah. The draft ended, was it after the Vietnam War or during the Vietnam War? 
Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that much history. In remember general. when you used to? I don't know much history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when you used to come and tell us facts about the year of that of the albums we were? <laughs> Those remember days are you, behind us now. When you used to put any work into this at all? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's song, but so those are the ones I kind of more appreciate. But there's also a uh, a pro life song. Yeah, that one's super weird in this album. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was like their their whole Nazi thing, where they're like, we're not necessarily pro. We're just interesting, interested <laughs> in, in the topic. topic. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, definitely focus. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But there is a pro-life song in this, and it's hard to interpret it in any other way than just moralizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the first track on this album is a like what's happening to our country or to our society, like just a talking about moral deterioration, deterioration in a very kind of like. I don't know, like focus on the family kind of of way. It's pretty Pat. Yeah. And by that, I mean Pat Robertson. Yeah. (laughs) It's Pat (laughs) Robertson. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, mm, yeah, I I feel kind of conflicted about that whole thing in this album. Um, I, I really enjoyed this album. Yes. Mostly, like, like musically, it's very... This is my favorite album, musically. I think so, too, for me. Yeah. Uh, there are some acoustic guitars here. Just every once in a while, there's a little smattering of acoustic guitar, which is not what I was expecting from Slayer. Um, and Wikipedia says, in order to offset the pace of the group's previous album, which you'll remember was Rain and Blood, which was ultra-fast, Slayer deliberately slowed down the album's tempo. In contrast to their previous albums, the band util- utilized undistorted guitars and toned down vocals. I don't know. Is toned down vocals, does that seem accurate to you? Yeah. Yeah? Well, toned down how? Well, they're... Less screaming? They're less... Yeah. He is less loud uh, in the mic, uh, and he's lower pitch in the mic. So mm. literally, it's to- the uh, tones are lower. Yeah. Um, that is the one thing musically about this album that I really did not like. Okay. Um, the rhythms are a little better, I think, mm-hmm. because it's slower and like he's not just trying to cram words in, like yeah. in the kind of more punky songs in the past. Punky. Um, but <laughs> what? <laughs> punky Brewster. Oh, punky. <laughs> um, I never but, saw it. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I brought that in. Um, Wait, isn't that like way before your time? Isn't yeah. Like mid-80s? <laughs> How do you know? It's just, I'm ref- it's, it's all referencing, references of references I at this see. point for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the vocals, so I've never been a fan of Tom Mariah's vocals. That's mm-hmm. always been the weak link in the music, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, Nathan's Instagramming right now. <laughs> Am I? Am I, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> or tweeting. I just I just wanted a photo of each of us with our little Britney <laughs> just, Spears headset mics on. Can you just be on. in the moment? Nathan? Apparently not. Let me check Twitter real quick. <laughs> Should be more punctual in the uh, truffle well, Amadorian sense. We're talking about Punky Brewster or something. Yeah. So I'm just gonna sit here and like look at Twitter. <laughs> Tom Mariah's uh, vocals have never been great, and because this album's tempos are a lot slower, uh, you get to really hear his vocals. Yeah, <laughs> and like. And he can't deliver his vocals with the same intensity because it's so slow. And so, like, the the words are longer. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just 
felt kind of exhausting. Yeah. I felt like this album was a little bit exhausting to listen to just because of the vocals. Yeah. All the instrumentals were awesome. Yeah. Especially the drums. Yeah. The drums really shine on this album, which is a shame because this is the last one with Dave Lombardo. Yeah. Is that his first name? Dave? Yeah, it's Dave. Okay. Um, did you ever listen to me without you? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Not, not everything. I mo- well, honestly, I mostly just listen to that one, like acoustic. Okay. Album. When they actually, it's all crazy. Singing. It's all false. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there, there a couple albums before that they were doing a similar kind of atonal chanting kind of thing for the, uh-huh. the words, the lyrics. Um, and you kind of, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to just buy into that at to a certain point if you want to listen to that music. Yeah, but okay. So just because something is atonal Uh-oh. doesn't mean it's atonal. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, I should say the tonal. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just because something isn't specifically uh, using a scale, mm-hmm. like the tones still matter. You know, and the timbre of your voice still matters. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like Tom knows how to sing this way yet. I see. Uh, at this speed. Because mm-hmm. I really like Me Without You's atonal singing, if you call it, if you call it that. But they're still paying attention to their, uh, the, the lead singer is still paying attention to his, um, melodic contour mm-hmm. and things like that. Just like in rap, it's not atonal, right. even though it's not using a scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it is using a scale often, but like you still, they're, they're still paying attention to where, where their voice is going. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I just don't really like the delivery. I refuse the, the <laughs> I refuse to accept the, the premise of you have to just like mm, it or not. I see. Okay. Because I do like other examples of this. Okay. Like, it's not dissimilar to Rage Against the Machine or something. Ah, uh, okay. I haven't really listened to Rage Against the Machine. Well, I think they're great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you listened to a lot of them? No. Or are they a candidate for this show? Oh, I guess, yeah, they could be. They could totally be a candidate. Oh, yeah. Let me write that down. All right. All right. Write in if you want to hear us rage about rage. Or Radom for short. Mm. I wonder if they're already on here. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, self-critique quotes. They're in like the first dozen of bands that we wrote down as oh, really? possibilities. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, uh, Kerry King, um, describes this album as his most lackluster. Yeah. It seemed like Slayer does not like this album very much. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause I think it's, it's really good it's, in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. So apparently he like got married and moved to Phoenix and he felt like the Big odd man mistake. out <laughs> and he didn't participate participate as much because of that end quote mm-hmm. uh and, and uh hanneman said we go through dry spells sometimes but the good thing about having two guitar players that can write music is that you are never gonna go without i guess at that time carrie was hitting a dry spell mm. um he feels vocalist tom carrie king feels vocalist tom Araya moved too far away from his regular vocal style i agree uh, and added too much singing. <laughs> mm. Did he though? <laughs> Did he? Um, and then Dave Lombardo, the drummer, says there was fire on all the records, but it started dimming when South of Heaven came into the picture. And that's me personally. Again, I was probably wanting something else, which is so bizarre because I feel like his drumming is so spotlighted yeah. and so great yeah, and melodic like in the this best album. it's ever been. Yeah, he's just been getting better and better and better through every Slayer record. Yeah, I mean, I. Th- I don't necessarily think he has more impressive technique in this as much as like there's a lot more musical variation and focus right. on his playing. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it is more groovy too. Yep. 
yeah, like the it's less just like um, not necessarily like uh, like click tracky because they're are not necessarily playing to a click track, but less like uh, regimented. Um, yeah, it's like there's a lot more groove to it. Yeah, and there are a lot of fast. Pl- there is a lot of fast playing in slow metered songs. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if I described this in detail enough the last episode when I talked about this, but the idea is if you have a slow song, you can fit more notes in it. Yeah. So those notes can be fast, even if the beat is slower. Yeah. If it's like, if you're playing in a meter, that's like, ba 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 ba. Yeah. You can play more notes. You can ba 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 you know so there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening in this album yeah which i really like and it allows the drums to play melodies and Mm -hmm. to play fills so yeah yeah sounds great all right do you want to jump into these into these songs yes let's let's go which one do you want to talk about first um let's start let's start with south of heaven because we were talking about that and it's the first one anyway Okay, here we go. I like his lyrics. Well, not his lyrics. I like his his vocals pretty well in that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Shattered sanity. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that part. Um, so this is this is like the this kicks off sort of the moralizing. So part this of the song album. is about hell, but <laughs> is it though, or is it? Ooh, it's maybe it's a bait and switch. It's called South of Heaven, which yeah. you would think would be hell because up is where heaven is, and south is also down. Yeah, <laughs> but you forget if you think that that between heaven and hell is a little place called Earth. And or the United States of America. <laughs> um, so, so Pe- Pedro Valentino, but the O's are zeros, uh, <laughs> says, while everyone is thinking this song is about hell, it is clearly about the demoralization of America and the darker side of human is- existence. I don't think demoralization is what he means there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, and then he does a close read of all the symbolism and And it's very unconvincing. (sighs) Yeah. Um, what makes you think that this is actually about our society and not like have or hell or purgatory or something? Um, so, uh, promiscuous mothers and your incestuous fathers. (laughs) Yeah. That could be hell though. Um, it's, it seems like it's like, talking about people making bad decisions to me yeah um uh, maybe this was hell all along (laughs) it's like the (laughs) ending of lost yeah (laughs) i never saw that but i've heard that Mm. that it's Mm -hmm. purgatory um yeah i was really surprised just the intro lyrics because they're about i'll read them real quick an unforeseen future nestled somewhere in time, unsuspecting victims, no warnings, no signs. Judgment Day, the second coming, arrives. Before you see the light, you must die. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of buying into like an eschatological... Yeah. So, sorry to bring up... That's <laughs> Poopy this, talk. This, this eschatological talk. Uh, <laughs> um, eschatological, with the S at the front, means yeah. like 
the Christian branch of theology devoted to the end times. Right. It seems like they're just wholesale buying into sort of like weird, um, like almost evangelical ideas about the second coming and the yeah, end of the world and stuff. Instead of celebrating evil in the way they have in the past, they're saying like evil people are going to be punished by God. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's like, there, it seems like there's a slight implication that, um, that it's not good that God is coming back and judging everyone because they do say unsuspecting victims, no warnings, no signs. Right. Which makes me think that they have at least some sympathy for these people. But then Maybe. the rest of the song, just like avidity and lust controlled by hate. Right. You know, souls of damnation in their own reality. Um, <sighs> yeah. Confrontations, impulsive habitat. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is not my favorite lyrics. The root of all evil is the heart of a black soul. What? Once again, in individuals. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> not the problem systems. with America. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple more sound samples from this. There, there's an acoustic guitar sort of buried in the mix of the intro that you might be able to hear. It's doubling the electric guitar here, I think. Uh, so that's the intro. And then we got a sound sample of the drums. And I think this is one that I decided to get. Yeah. Look at that melodic playing. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Love to hear that. Yeah. He's like <laughs> accenting really fun and interesting parts of the of the measures. Yeah, I'm really into that. And then there's uh, there's this guitar solo, which I heard this after reading the thing about Kerry King feeling uncomfortable with his playing and like, mm -hmm. which he's Kerry King plays this solo and I think it sounds great. And the best part of the solo though is Dave Lombardo playing like double bass underneath the whole thing. Oh yeah. appreciate that rhythm guitar yeah is like doing some very fun it's just basically trogdor yeah yep basically um yeah that's more of that slow tempo uh fast playing that i was talking about yeah like because the the tempo there is one two three four one two three four i declare um but uh, the bass is going digga, 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 underneath it. What if we threw a thumb war and nobody came? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that? That have you, have you seen that bumper sticker? Uh, no. What if we held a war or threw a war or something and nobody came? As if a war were a party and just like nobody showed up to it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no one showed up for my war. Oh, these missiles are going to go waste. <laughs> Guess I'll just have to eat them by myself. <laughs> I'm going to get so fat. Um, there's this great drum doubling of vocals that happens on the, the lyrics, Loss of All Hope. And I think this is the first time we hear like a drum doubling of vocals mm. in Slayer. And I like it Drum pretty doubler. Well. Never in this search for truth, never told The loss of all hope and your dignity 
That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they recorded that. Like, did they... Just, like, rehearse really well? Or did they, like... Yeah, did they overdub, overdub or... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, this is, like, one of the few Slayer albums that they talked about the music before recording it. <laughs> which is... That's, like, a little nugget dropped from Wikipedia, and that's a very odd thing to read. Yeah. I don't know in to what to what capacity they mean that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to go on to our favorite song, Silent Scream? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this pro-life song. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I really like the music of this song. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, there was more of that fast or uh, sl- f- slow tempo, fast playing, um, especially on the drums. There, really this, cool double bass. This is that like. Per- I'm sorry, you're. T- I was going to jump into the lyrics, but you're no, right. Um, there, there's some like really, really fast drums in the third verse. Did you get audio of that? I think so. I have a. I have, let's see. I wonder. I didn't. I didn't title these very well. I wonder if it's cool part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very fast. Burninate like, in the countryside. <laughs> I can't unhear that now. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Um. Uh, so there was this. Um, there's this brand of uh, pro-life um, rhetoric at our alma mater mm-hmm. <laughs> that I heard. Um, and it was present in Quakerism in general, too, I, in my experience, which was basically like they were anti-war and anti-abortion. And they like saw both of them as like the same, <laughs> like on the same level. I mean, it, it. I've definitely heard people criticize many uh, conservative Christians for pretending or saying that they're quote unquote pro life, but also being like massive war hawks. And yeah, just like, like obviously anti life in a lot yeah. of other ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, in a way, appreciate the consistency in yeah. this album. You know, anti war, yeah. anti abortion, but still, it's like this. Yeah. If you're anti. Uh, it, it's um, it's legalistic, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't really appreciate. Yeah, which is like funny because it's like a, is it? They continue to to criticize like sort of religious thinking yeah, in this album even though they're buying they, into it, basically. Yeah. Especially because like this song is titled for and presumably derived from a 1984 quote unquote educational film. Uh, which sounds like it has a lot of junk science in it because it says the film depicts the abortion process via ultrasound and shows an abortion taking place in the uterus. During the abortion process, the fetus is described as appearing to make outcries of pain and discomfort. All right. Yeah, I don't think that's true. That's probably not true. Um, There's a lot of just like bad vague lyrics in here, too. Yeah. Electric circus wild oh, deep no. in the infant's mind. Electric circus? That sounds fun and nice. That does sound kind of fun. <laughs> it sounds like a Philip K. Dick book. <laughs> uh, does a fetus dream of electric circuses? <laughs> um, 
Restrained, insane games. Suffer the children condemned. Hmm. So that's nothing. Hmm. Yeah, the um, the chorus goes, silent scream, bury the unwanted child, beaten and torn, sacrifice the unborn. So again, they kind of like have done this 180 where they were writing songs about how cool it is to have satanic sacrifices of virgins and, right. and children and stuff. And now it's like they're criticizing that and kind of buying into the opposite of that. Yeah. As soon as they like talk about real things instead of fantasy, like it, the, <laughs> they, they haven't figured out like how to talk about evil, like, or what they yeah. think about evil. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They kind of, yeah. um, that, like that performative evil we were going to talk about with Slayer. It's kind of like, they just, threw it away yep. now they're performative moralizing yeah i don't think there's really any performative evil or like any sort of hail satan stuff in here at yeah. all there's there's a couple like sort of vague hellscape songs yeah but they're song, I remember they're they're not really celebratory yeah they're not like hooray, hooray hell evil. Yeah. yeah hell yes <laughs> hell comma yes <laughs> hell a semicolon yes yep mm. um yeah, shattered another child, bearer of no name, restrained, insane games, suffer the children condemned. Uh, and then there's this insane line that I could not figure out what the hell they're trying to say. Death is fucking you insane. Mm. What does that supposed to mean? Is that mean? Is are they saying that like the the abortion equipment is like a weird penetration <sighs> of death somehow? God. Is that what's there's I try just to not think about it. Yeah. But you're probably right. The rest of the verse of the um, embryonic death embedded in your brain, suffocation, strangulation, death is fucking you insane. No breathing. <laughs> <Don't give up. laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I pro- I'm probably ready to, to move on. Uh, yeah, this song is a real bummer. Way to go, Slayer. <laughs> mm, you've done it again. All right, what's the next song? You want to keep going with, is this number three, The Crooked, the crooked Cross? Uh, that's number four, but we can, four. we can jump to that. Behind The Crooked Cross is actually what it's called. My favorite that, hymn. One. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Baptist hymn. <laughs> I love the way he just throws in the title of the song. It's very peace by peace. <laughs> so the crooked cross is the swastika. Apparently. Yeah. That's what the, the geniuses say. And it does kind of sound like it's written from the viewpoint of a Nazi infantry man. Yeah. So this is kind of an empathetic song. I think kind of kind of. Yeah. I think they, they took the criticism from their last album uh, the song about uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Yosef Mangala. Uh, I think they took that criticism to heart because I think that a lot of people criticize them for not being clear enough that they thought Nazis are bad. Okay, and so they <laughs> wrote a song about a Nazi soldier, but they make it much more clear that they that the they and the Nazi soldier think that what's happening is bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of from the perspective of a Nazi soldier and um, uh, trapped by a cause that I once understood. Who will I really have to answer to? Forced to fight behind the crooked cross. 
Um, blind obedience carries me through it all. Conscious a word I learned to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's kind of a compelling song. Yeah. Um, and you know, I thought about it at first cause it made me think of like soldiers in today in like America's like wars, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, and like how, well, I guess because they're specifically volunteering, like I, it's easier to have less sympathy for them, you know? Yeah. Like how much do you blame soldiers for what happens? Um, but I thought about it and there's like a lot of, you know, these people were brainwashed and yeah. they were like, a lot, they, they had kids like there were child soldiers right in Nazi Germany especially i think later on in the war mm-hmm. like by the uh like 43 i think they were having like they had hitler youth fighting like mm-hmm. 14 14 15 year olds and stuff so right yeah i i think there's a compelling case to be made that like some people were really only following orders because they were like they they were abused and taken advantage of from a really early age. Right. And even the people who were older, they're still really young men who grew up in this like insane environment and right. were fed propaganda their whole lives. You know. Yeah. So like um, if I have sympathy on myself for being raised in like a conservative Christian like things mm-hmm. that I'm still like recovering from. You know, I can only imagine right being raised in that kind of environment. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the the it's it's sort of analogous to the patriarchy where yeah, like men are also victims of the patriarchy, not to the same extent as people who are other than men, of course, but they are still victims of this corrupt and horrible system. Yeah, and yeah, I I appreciate the song. I um, I think they could have even gone a step further in terms of just um, context, because I know that a lot of Germans uh, sort of turned a blind eye yeah. to some of the hate and uh, warmongering because Germany was treated so badly after the end of the first world war. There's the, 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 um, the treaty of Versailles in 1919 that like, forced Germany to pay back these massive reparations to the rest of the, the victors of world war one and then completely impoverished the country and like destroyed their economy and stuff. So there were a lot of Germans who just really wanted to see their country succeed again. Right. And allowed Make themselves Germany great again. Yeah, basically it was basically a similar situation to that, but more founded on reality. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause here in America, it's, we didn't have to pay any fabricated <laughs> yeah. whole cloth. Yeah. Um, or, or it, 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 I guess in America, sometimes it is born out of the massive inequality right. of wealth that exists in this country. Um, but yeah, so I think there are a lot of Germans who allow themselves to be, to be suckered into these kinds of things or turn a blind eye. Um, it's not clear if that's what this soldier is doing. Um, yeah, it just, I'm not, it, it, there's, there's kind of some situational vagueness in, right. in what's going on here. And while I do appreciate this song, I do also think that you could interpret it or this song could lend itself to a kind of, I was only following orders defense. It could do a, a better job at <laughs> like, um, not encouraging sort of forgiveness, but I don't think it specifically does. And it does, you know, like march on through rivers of red souls drift. They fill the air. This is definitely not like a positive 
right. you know, depiction. Who will I really have to answer to? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, like, I think they're definitely painting it as, like, this person ha- has an understanding that they're doing terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they don't necessarily deserve forgiveness. Right. It's, it's not like a whiny song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. feeling a sickness building inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a, a little bit of an acknowledgement of their own complacency mm-hmm. or or cowardice, you know, or inability to to fight against it. Right. So maybe it could have done a better job, but I think they do enough, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> like, I think they did due diligence to yeah. this time yeah, to be like, time. not Nazis. <laughs> We're <laughs> not, not necessarily <laughs> Nazi soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what next? What song next do you want? Um, so we skipped uh, Live Undead, which is fine. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do some um, behind the crooked cross. There's an audio sample, I think. Oh, right. Of uh, verse Samples. verse Forgot one, and it sounds like uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, is it this one? that's pretty pretty smash mouthy actually we have such a weird like perspective on music not like the ties that you know like comparing icp to garth brooks and like alanis morissette to um yeah so far we've compared slayer to icp and smash mouth in this episode so weird yep um, <laughs> I also thought that in Live Undead, maybe you could grab like a, a sample of that, um, one of the ones that you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some good he, music in that I one. I think he kind of sounds like Shaggy Two Dope in the way that he's just singing. Oh. Not as much as that one. Try, try that other one. Did you get that uh, audio sample of um, where he emphasizes the word of? That's more of the shaggy dope. Yeah. <laughs> Out into the night, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe it's this one, actually. So maybe maybe let's talk about Live Undead a little bit. Because, like, so this is obviously, like, a reference to their album. Mm -hmm. Their, like, live album, the second episode that we we did. Yeah. Yeah. it seems like this is a song about like personal suffering and like mm-hmm. um, sort of decay, like cascaded darkness, walls closing on me, nailed shut, but my eyes still see severe anguish as my body evolves. The pain of life after death, it resolves. Is like, this a description of someone listening to their live album <laughs> and the suffering that it causes them? Well, I'm just like wondering, like, are they trying to say that they were like going through something when they made this album? Hmm. Um, voices inside my head hold me under. Uh, 
a split decision that will end with me dead. You see the agony in my eyes protruding aimless. I think it's time to die. Hmm. Like, what? what's going on in this song? What is it about? <laughs> There's a war raging deep inside my head. Yeah. A split decision that will end with me dead. <laughs> I a cannibal's desire feeds the fire that burns in your head. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> Thorazine pumping through your veins? I don't know what Thorazine is. It's some sort of drug. Let's see. Thorazine. I put that together. Well, yeah. I forget what it's... Is it some sort of painkiller? Mm. Oh. Let's see. I think I can open it in Wikipedia somehow. Nah, never mind. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm already... All right. So I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, this seems like it's supposed to be a personal song. Yeah, but like, and it's talking about this specific album. So like, maybe it's on? a maybe it's like he's a zombie. <laughs> okay, because no, serious. At the end, it's laughing as you eternally rot, searching for human flesh and life's blood. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably one of the most like evil fantasy songs, but it's still not really c- celebrating. Yeah. The evil, or it's not empowered evil. Yeah. Or empowering evil, right? Because like even the person inflicting this pain is not necessarily like gloating or not really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> All right, what song you want to talk about next? Uh, let's talk about some of these war songs. Okay. Uh, mandatory suicide. All right. So this is a song explicitly about the draft, um, mandatory mm-hmm. suicide. Like you have to join the war and you'll be used as cannon fodder. And then most of the song is just, it's kind of boring. It's just like descriptions of being shot by guns mm-hmm. and then, and then it hurting real bad. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's most of it. Um, there's only a few lines that are like kind of more interesting, like blood's cheap. It's everywhere. I think that's a pretty good line. And that, that is actually pretty it's good. It's like kind of a little more dense with meaning than mm-hmm. just sniper blazes you through the knees, mm. lights you up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Call of Duty with 12 year olds that are shouting yeah. racial slurs at you. <laughs> um, mm. raked by machine gun fire, screaming soul sent out to die. <laughs> like, yeah, um, there are some pretty funny lines here. Ambushed by the spray of lead, count the bullet holes in your head. <laughs> That's a very ICP. Yep. <laughs> Radical amputation. This is insane. I was gonna. T- <laughs> I think he actually. That's a spoken word part, if I if I remember right, which is very silly. Let's see if I can put a spoken word. It sounds like uh, I don't know. It's this just, is insane. the The delivery is. It feels like like a '90s like pop pop group. It's like very yeah. disaffected, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Generation X slacker culture. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It was really strange to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some great music in this. Um, so in the introduction, um, there is. 
is it called the bell of a symbol of a ride symbol? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the the part that protrudes up uh-huh, that uh-huh. touches the um, uh-huh. <laughs> the stand. Oh yeah. Uh, so like that, if you hit that part of the symbol, it makes this tingy like sharp and short sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dave Lombardo uses that as an accent, um, but. He switches where the ac- the, the the guitar riff repeats in the intro, and he switches where the accent lands. Mm. So I I believe if I remember right, the accent anticipates the beat, goes on the off beat in the first part, and then when it repeats, it goes on the beat. Uh-huh. If I remember right, uh-huh. so it sounded really cool. So listen yeah. for the bell of the um of the ride symbol or crash or whatever it is. That's it, right? Yeah. Death. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is really cool. I'm glad I can do this now because I can actually be in time with the recording because we're in the same room. It's really nice. (laughs) I can actually point out. And also you can make hand motions. You can mime hitting a cymbal with a stick. (laughs) Yeah. Which is is for the benefit of me, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I I really appreciated that. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a really musical choice. It's really smart. It's really choice. Uh, and then in the chorus, we, we already heard this, but where he's just saying suicide, suicide, suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitars are in three, four time. Like they're divided into groups of beats of three. Um, but the drums are in more of a six, four time, um, which typically feels like four, four with an added extra two beats. Mm-hmm. So like the division is like one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. as opposed to one, two, three four five six mm-hmm. so i think that is yeah they're playing polyrhythms mm-hmm. slow lar- like larger scale polyrhythms in mm-hmm. that chorus and uh, and also where suicide lands in in the form is interesting too mm-hmm. so like musically sophisticated stuff mm-hmm. um from this otherwise kind of uh, juvenile song yeah <laughs> Just the whole phrase, like, mandatory suicide, it just feels, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> extremely juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't the, know, using the word mandatory sounds like you're, like, complaining about school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, man. Mandatory. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I know they're trying to make a, a point by using the word suicide, but it, it doesn't really fit. And the point they're trying to make doesn't really fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, play, play that chorus again. But, okay. Please. But then the drums are kind of going one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. like that. So that's cool. And then this song ends with a, a moral of the story style line. Mandatory suicide, massacre on the front line, <clears throat> um, which I guess is like puts a n- neat little bow on it. Um, yeah, it reminds me of a better lyric from a John Vanderslice song, where he says massacres are disguised as battles all the time, and I think he's using that as a metaphor for something. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> For sex, is, doesn't he only sex. sing about sex? No, he sings a lot about nine uh, eleven truthers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, um, but he's not necessarily on the side of nine eleven yeah, truthers. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, actually. Um, 
Yeah, what else? We have, let's look at, what do we have a lot of samples from? We have a lot of samples from, we did that song already. Uh, let's do number seven, Read Between the Lies. Wait, you pronounced that wrong. <laughs> Tritones there. Very metal. This is very Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is another of their sort of moralizing songs. Sort of ice it's kind of ICP style. I think ICP wrote similar songs. Um, but this is about televangelists and the kinds of sort of mass appeal pastors who got all kinds of wealth from their followers like uh and the a days were and a- still do and still do yeah but was, at the time say. it was like a new thing yeah the 80s were the first time that this was really being tried out by people like pat robertson i think and jim baker who is now um selling a bunch of prepper slop on youtube prepper slop <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's like powders and then you put water in it and it's like and it become some sort of slop that you can eat <laughs> delicious <laughs> yeah he, he spent four years in prison and now he's out and why did he about, go to prison uh f- massive fraud okay <laughs> and also because uh, those people didn't go to heaven and then they sued <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't even go to heaven um he also turns out there's nothing i want my money back <laughs> yeah he also um had what he described as an adulterous affair with a young intern at his massive media company but she describes it as non-consensual apparently which i just learned today so that fucking sucks oh man yeah he was like he was big time he was he was all over the tv that's such a like shitty move too to say like oh i committed adultery yeah because it (laughs) it makes it seem like he like succumbed to a temptation as opposed to was a predator yeah exactly (laughs) it's like you can understand that right (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's pretty manipulative um boy yeah zach actually our friend zach showed me some of his his uh prepper slop videos a couple (laughs) years ago (laughs) they're hilarious it's basically like tim and eric level of like (laughs) of like food commercial Uh, but he's very sincere and then he talks about how donald trump was sent to save the united states of america well there you go yeah 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 um but anyway of this song evangelist you claim god speaks through you your restless mouth full of lies gains popularity you care not for that old for the old that suffer when empty pockets cry from hunger I don't know if I buy that kind of personification. The empty pockets are crying from hunger. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit too far. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It, it doesn't work on like a, Hell, a literal I'm level. hungry for money. <laughs> I'm hungry for money. <laughs> I'm, 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 My pockets are weeping. <laughs> you guys ever just have your pockets just kind of dripping? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> It'll change the subject. Yeah. I think drippings is one of the ingredients in that prepper slop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is like one of those songs where they're moralizing and they're not wrong, but also right, right. It's, it's kind of trite. I don't know. And, and I don't know. They, I think this song succeeds more when it's talking about, about what's happening 
and about the victims rather than when they do a direct address at the televangelist, which, which they do at, at points. They say, in your mind's eye, could you truly believe that by giving you can save your soul? Uh, no, wait, that's for the, the people who give them money. Uh, no, this is, this is the one where they direct address the televangelist. You heal the sick, you raise the dead, you blind the congregation with the things you say. Yeah. So got him, got him, roast him, <laughs> drag him, <laughs> and Slayer fix the problem of predatory televangelists once and for all. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Here's a song about abortion and how it's wrong. <laughs> how can these both be on the same <laughs> yeah. album? I don't get it. It makes no sense. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's that like middle of the road, like having issues with things for the wrong reasons, you yeah. know. It's it's almost like they just decided at some point to buy into mainstream American culture in the 1980s. I'm just like glad they didn't have a gay panic song about yeah. how AIDS was God's just punishment for homosexuality or something. Hey, you know, I mean, we got the whole 90s to like That's true. see if we get any of those. That's true. I mean, oh man, I really do not trust them to stay away from that topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. to like use a zeitgeist to, mm-hmm. especially considering how. Reagan and George H.W. Bush, um, the way they handled the AIDS crisis, or didn't, rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. The meanings lost in its translation. No holy words describe his deception. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, some of these, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's a rant. There's no structure, there's no story here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very, like, confirmation biasy. Um, there's some cool musical moments, though, like, uh, Cameron liked the way he's, he says penniless. I did not like this. How dare you? penniless? <laughs> it sounds like he says penniless. <laughs> penniless! <laughs> Man, I'm going down I to the my... store for some penny candies. <laughs> Candy, candies. candies. <laughs> whatever happened to painty candy? Man, whenever I show my painty list, uh, uh, <laughs> I got arrested. Oh, boy. <laughs> so my issue with that was that he said generosity, <laughs> generosity. to rhyme with quench your greed. <laughs> yes. It's very um, Bob Dylan. And I, I have a sound sample of the outro of the song, but I forget why. between the lies <laughs> piece by piece uh, <clears throat> so what else do we have to talk about like the whole back half of this album i'm not i didn't have a lot to say about yeah it kind of they do a judas priest cover oh Maybe yeah. we can talk about that song dissident aggressor not yes. aggressive perfecter i confuse it with the, they're the same title <laughs> yeah they're the same um yeah, this is has some pretty bonkers lyrics. Uh this is the Judas Priest cover. Singing. So those guitar stings after stab and fight um in the original song. Yeah, let's Our listen to the original vocals. song. Yeah. 
What syllable is he saying? Is he saying rawr? Rawr! He's making cat sounds and like doing the claw motions. Uh, yeah, so you can like hear how different this is for Slayer stylistically. Even their cover is is a lot more like bluesy, kind of Black Sabbath style metal. Yeah. Than their like than their thrash metal stuff, uh, which which makes it a bit more poppy, and I appreciate it. It does have some bonkers lyrics though. The chorus goes stab, fight. I know what I am. I'm Berlin. Yeah. What is what is that? I don't know. I don't know, Cameron. Um, I mean, Berlin is a divided city at this point. Uh, there's a wall. I don't know if it's if he's trying to make some sort of totally unexplained metaphor about a, a, a person, like a personality divided against itself or feeling dissociated or something. Cracked, blackened memories of unit dispersal. <laughs> I faced the impregnable wall. Oh, maybe that's actually about the Berlin Wall. But cracked. They're trying to. Memories. They're trying to impregnate this wall with their unit dispersal. <laughs> That is kind of a description of <laughs> of ejaculation. <laughs> Those little sperm units yeah. getting dispersed. <laughs> Grand canyons of space and time universal. My mind is subjected to all. No, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over here. What the fuck? <laughs> Exploding, reloading, this quest never ending. Yeah, sometimes I feel that when I'm playing an RPG. <laughs> Until I give out my last breath. I think this is just another song about jacking it. <laughs> the hooks to my brain are well in. Is that fantasy when you're fantasizing? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, this, what else is there in this album? Uh, I want to talk about the song. Oh, we already talked about that. Never mind. Don't listen to me. This is another short album. <laughs> yeah. 36 it's minutes. Pretty short. Um spill the blood do we have anything to say about that i made no notes for spill the blood um you know what we should talk about this one because i think it might be an antidote to some of the condemnation evil moralizing that the rest of this album has. ah yeah so let's listen to that like the offspring yeah yeah it does it really does <laughs> gotta keep them separated <laughs> uh yeah i love that i loved uh playing crazy taxi and listening to mm. this song <laughs> my favorite was all the goyim say i'm pretty fly for a rabbi <laughs> parents pay the loyal and he gets to keep the tip the moil 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 yeah that's one of the dirtiest jokes weird al has ever done yeah probably yeah <laughs> Uh, so apparently the moil is the sum that is paid to the rabbi to perform the bris, which is this ritual circumcision of the baby boy. So the uh, parents pay the moil, and the rabbi gets to keep the tip. Good old, good old songs about Weez. male genital mutilation. <laughs> <Yes>. Love them. <laughs> Give me that. Funny me jokes. That. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um, 
So it's I, okay. It's okay. We can't be victims. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the, we're in charge. Yeah, <laughs> men are on top. So this song, come walk with me through endless time. See what has been and what the future sees. Share the wisdom of the old world that has passed. Step in a life that's yet to be born. You spill the blood, eternal soul. I think this song might be from the perspective of Satan trying to tempt someone. Hmm. I think that would make sense. I'll show you sights that you would not believe. Experience pleasures, thought unobtained. At one with evil that has ruled before. Now smell the stench of immortality. <laughs> Ew. Someone my, immortal in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my least favorite Calvin Klein uh, fragrance. All right. Who lived forever? <laughs> we got to address it. <laughs> he who smelt it lived forever. Wait. Doesn't rhyme. <laughs> oh, my God. Spill your blood. Let it run onto me. Take my hand and let go of your life. Close your eyes and see what is me. Hmm. Raise the chalice. <laughs> embrace forevermore. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's kind of fun to... I, uh, they could have made it more clear if that's what they were going for, like a Satan tempting song. But I do appreciate that uh, this could be an actual sort of seductive evil and it's less moral majority style songwriting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then there's an outro that features even more acoustic guitars. What does this sound like? It sounds like the intro to something. It's like Teenage Wasteland or something. Yeah, it's like one of those <laughs> classic rock songs. Yeah. But the acoustic guitar sounds not very good. Yeah. <laughs> the way they like mic'd it or EQ'd it or something is not great. Um... Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this album? I think we basically ran out of. Uh, there's stuff. A, there's one stray thing that I wanted to mention. Um, so we, I think you got a sample of Ghosts of War. The mm -hmm. intro is like very lo-fi and low volume. Uh, yep. And then, and then it comes in full volume, and it makes me wonder if it was like some sort of prank to get people to t like to think that that track uh, wasn't mastered and uh -huh. they like turn it up. Yep. <laughs> it's a real so, bait and switch y'all can hear that real quick I wonder if that effect is going to survive the compression that I put on our episodes. Oh, good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Take our word for it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this album. Um, yeah. In, in conclusion, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I like the attempts to make songs about things, but mm -hmm. I also wish they had found a way to maintain their aesthetic. Mm -hmm. because it feels like they're kind of floundering. Yeah. Although I do think this album features some of Slayer's best written lyrics, too. Right. Just in terms of lyrics that make sense. Yeah. And aren't, like, needlessly um, uh, inverted in Grammar. their syntax, you yeah. know? <laughs> but, but even something like a song like uh, Spill the Blood, if it is about what I think it's about, is a pretty well-written song. Um, it could be a little bit more clear if it's actual Satan tempting. Yeah, there's a lot of subjects and... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, even Behind the Crooked Cross, I think, is pretty well written by Slayer standards. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty um, effective and arresting title as well. Yeah. Behind the Crooked Cross. Mm-hmm. Really does sound like... Like a hymn or a something. A hymn, yeah. yeah. The old rugged cross. Yeah, the yeah. old crooked cross. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh. Yep. Um, yeah. So, next week we'll be talking about Slayer's... Uh, 1990 album that I damn it I swear every single week I do this is it Seasons in the Abyss Uh, I don't have it up Ah, sorry no South of Heaven South of Heaven Uh, it is yeah it is Seasons in the Abyss okay I think it's a tie in with the James Cameron movie (laughs) (laughs) it's a rock opera version of of that movie um uh, uh joke about slayer and avatar uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that was like you were about to walk into the low-hanging fruit but then you just <laughs> fell over <laughs> so thank you for that <laughs> okay well, until next week when we won't be recording in the same room, unless we put another one in the can while we're together, Ooh. as it were. <laughs> we just did that earlier on our potty break. <laughs> you can visit us online at boxset.website, email us at email at boxset.website, or tweet us at Tobias Podcast, or there's a contact form on our website. That also goes to us. Um, if you want to re- write us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. If you want to support us directly, you can go to the Patreon at support.boxset.website. Uh, if by doing, you will get access to our bonus content. Bonus, including a weekly mini show called "What's in the Box Weekly," in which we talked about what did we talk about? Uh, this week, we both chose the same thing to be in our boxes, which is the movie "The Favorite" with mm-hmm. a U. Rachel Wise, Emma Stone, and the other one. The other. I forget her. Olivia Coleman. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the title of the movie is The Favorite. Yeah. Not The Favorite with, with you. <laughs> no. The Favorite with you. With me. Yeah. You um, can also listen. The, the, the show is, um, we just talk about things that we have seen or read or experienced lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of like whatever we want to talk about. It's like a little review show. Mostly yeah. positive. Mostly positive. Although sometimes I pop off on one of my patented rants. Yeah. Or talk about something that's meh. Yeah. (laughs) That could be fun, too. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. To talk talk about something boring. We'll talk about Solo, a Star Wars story from time to time. Yeah. It was all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We also have full-length bonus episodes, of which we haven't done one in a while. Bragging. Yeah. (laughs) What? I don't know. I think he's trying to make a peony joke. Uh, yeah, last last time we did was Mamma Mia. I want to say, yeah, for our uh, to cap off our ABBA experience. Yeah, we should do a, another full length. They're just hard to schedule. We should watch the second Mamma Mia movie. Oh no, <laughs> I, I, time did, with I actually did really enjoy watching that movie. You saw it? No, the first oh, the one. first one. Okay, yeah. there were highlights for me. Yeah, the flipper dancing. Yeah, was good. <laughs> That was my favorite part of the whole movie. It's more like goose stepping. <laughs> well, you have to when you have big flippers on. There's nothing else you can They're do. They're just following orders. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is about and is old-time Appalachian music with traditional banjos, fiddles, guitars, cellos sometimes. Yeah, we're... Dulcimers. 
we're uh, we're having a sort of pledge drive this month, which would make it seem like maybe you shouldn't listen this <laughs> month. But <laughs> it, the reason you should tune in is um, after I do all my pledge drivey stuff. It's some of our like best guests, and when I say our, I mean my. I do all of, I do the entire yeah. show by myself, yeah. and then have guests on. Um, but uh, some really really high profile and very uh, talented musicians, Hoot and Holler. Um, are on last week's episode. They are a, um, or Amy Alvey and Mark Kiliansky of the band Hoot and Holler. Mm. And they're uh, really talented, talented songwriters and old time musicians. Mm. Yeah, very good. And the episode includes a, probably one of the best artistic responses I've seen to Donald Trump's pre- presidency, oh. um, which is hard to do yeah. to make a good artistic response to him in a totally. way that like feels compelling yeah and isn't just tired yeah so that's on the episode y'all should listen to it yeah yep yep all right well until next week i've been nathan hunt and my pockets are dripping i have a camera do it and i'm gonna go prep my slop <laughs> Camera do it, and I'm silent but immortal. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs>